Welcome, everyone, to After the Act, a film review podcast where we talk about movies and shows that we like. I am your host, the man with many names, but today, just call me Tom. This is our first ever video review, and we're really happy we could finally do it for you guys. It's something we've really been striving to do, and you can expect a new one from us every Monday on our website, malinpictures.com. You can also check us out on our YouTube channel, and please feel free to like, subscribe, comment, share, you name it. Join the family, and we'd love to have you. Today's first review, we'll be talking about the Paramount Pictures Sega collaboration, Sonic the Hedgehog. This is definitely a movie that was mired in controversy when it was first marketed, and rightly so. The original design for Sonic the Hedgehog was one that was, quite frankly, nightmare-inducing. His original face looked like it was a blend between a human bo- a human man or a human child and uh, some strange, bizarre animal that was not from the Sonic franchise. But luckily, the studios listened and they, delete- they, they, they delayed the release of Sonic the Hedgehog to a later date so that the companies could work on Sonic's redesign. And thankfully, it was worth it. Sonic's design looked much better and it looked more iconic, uh, more, more reminiscent of the iconic uh, video game portrayal so kudos to the studio it was really cool to see them kind of listen to the fans for once albeit after they signed the petition and uh really just kind of show us why they uh why they thought this was going to be a solid film you could tell they really cared about the end product which is quite honestly pretty surprising for video game adaptations i'm looking at you super mario brothers i'm looking at you street fighter and i'm definitely looking at you mortal kombat anyways moving on Sonic the Hedgehog is pretty iconic. He first started off with a release in 1991 for the game Sonic the Hedgehog. He was originally created as a way to compete with Nintendo as they released their mascot, Super Mario, another character who has been ingrained in pop culture for a really long time. The game was a huge success. It spawned two additional sequels as well as uh, Sonic Spinball in 1993. It also afterwards went on a hiatus and came back in 1998 with the release of Sonic Adventures, which was the first 3D platform, I believe, for the uh, Sonic franchise. Uh, If I'm wrong on that, definitely let me know in the comment section below. The video game Sonic the Hedgehog was was very unique for its time. It featured a ring-based health system that players would use, as well as a map that introduced vertical loops, jumps, and a bunch of other obstacles that would be used to battle the main protagonist, Dr. Eggman. And it also sparked a uh, collaboration in the game Sega All-Stars, as well as games like Super Smash Bros. So Sonic the Hedgehog has never really been forgotten. He's managed to stay relevant throughout the decades, and it was really cool to see him finally get his first live-action adaptation on the big screen. And honestly, it was worth the wait. Sonic the Hedgehog has a pretty straightforward plot. What it makes up for in plot simplicity, it definitely makes up for in charm. And you could tell the producers of the film definitely took an extra took extra time to include a bunch of nods to the original video game, which we'll get into in just a little bit. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog has definitely uh, remained in the hearts of the people, and after this film, it has no reason not to stay there. So, we'll be going into a bit of a plot synopsis at this point, but just remember, spoiler warning. Three, two, one. The movie starts off by uh, introducing a bunch of really charming characters. You have Sheriff Tom Wachowski, played by James Marsden, uh, Ben Schwartz, who plays the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, and you've got his wife, Tika Sumter, 
uh, who portrays Maddie Wachowski, who you might know from Gossip Girls and uh, Ride Along, I believe. You also know Ben Schwartz from shows like Parks and Recreation. Uh, but these, this cast kind of comes together in a really magical way. You could tell they really enjoy working with one another, and it shows on the big screen. The plot is pretty straightforward. Um, I'll kind of summarize it here for you guys, but definitely check it out for yourselves by watching the film. Uh, you start off by in the introduction of a character that is not previously seen in the video games. A character that looks like an owl and is called Longclaw. She is quote-unquote the mentor of Sonic the Hedgehog, and she kind of teaches him that he needs to use his powers responsibly. He will always have the threat of people trying to hunt him down and use the power, their, his power for nefarious purposes, which seems to be the central plot of this introductory film in the franchise. So, long story short, Sonic doesn't listen, as any young Sonic the Hedgehog would, and uh, Longclaw ends up having to save him from being attacked by tribespeople in his homeworld. Now, what's interesting about these tribes members is that they're very reminiscent of the Echidna tribe from the video games, so maybe we'll see them in subsequent sequels, but we'll get into that in a little bit. He gets, a tribe by, he gets attacked by the tribes people, and right before Longclaw sacrifices herself to save Sonic, she gives him a bag of magical rings. Now, these rings have the ability to transport Sonic anywhere in his universe, and all he has to do is think about where he wants to go. And so, she gives him the rings, sends him to Earth, and disappears for the rest of the film. Now, that sets up everything that is going to come into motion for the rest of the film. Sonic the Hedgehog ends up growing up in a place called Green Hills, Montana, which, again, is an homage to the original Green Hills map in the Sonic the Hedgehog video game series. Due to the long-standing long words of Longclaw, he never reveals himself to anyone. He has a habit of being a bit of a loner, but he does make time to spy on everybody in the village uh, as a way to pass the time by. This is where Tom is introduced with his wife, Maddie. Sonic, for all intents and purposes, considers Tom to be his quote-unquote best friend, um, and so he always spies on him the most. He also does spy on the, uh, the village uh, conspiracy theorists, so to speak, uh, but, you know, for the most part, it's Tom and Maddie. Now, the whole point of the film is that Sonic has to discover a way to use his powers responsibly in order to protect his friends and those closest to him, something that would take the entire film to develop. So long story short, Sonic goes about his daily life, spying on everybody, including the conspiracy theorist who has a wonderful uh, interpretation of him on, uh, on one of his drawings, which I believe is another homage to the, the, a meme that came out in 2012, um, portraying Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, in the same light. So definitely let us know in the comment section what the exact name of that meme is. I can't recall anymore. But uh, it's definitely hilarious and it's definitely one of the funnier parts of the film. Sonic ends up using his powers to play baseball with himself and knocks out the electricity in the entire town. Which, of course, you might have guessed, triggers the curiosity of the government uh, and they end up sending someone to investigate it. This is where Jim, Carrey, Jim Carrey's Dr. Evil Robotnik is introduced. And going into this film, I was actually really worried. Uh, I love Jim Carrey films, but I wasn't sure if he was the right man for the job on this one, especially during the first trailer release. Uh, the way I envisioned it was that he was going to portray Dr. Evil Robotnik in an overly spoofy and over-the-top manner, kind of like a blend between Deadpool and Ace Ventura. But I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, Jim Carrey does a really good job of balancing dark humor with, uh, you know, childlike comical relief to make it appropriate and relatable for all audiences, especially adults who might have grown up with the Sonic the Hedgehog series. 
So he's introduced and he uses his vast intelligence, which he never fails to tell everyone around him about, to send his robots and investigate what caused the power outage. Long story short, he discovers one of Sonic's quills, which he analyzes and you know realizes that Sonic is not of this planet. So he sends his robots to hunt him down, and that's where Sonic means, meets his best friend Tom for the first time in person. Now, as you could have uh, guessed, if you encountered a strange alien from a different universe for the first time, Tom doesn't take it so well. So he tranks Sonic the Hedgehog with a gun and knocks him out. And that is when the two of them kind of get stuck together and have to work together in order to avoid the pursuit and onslaught of Dr. Evil Robotnik. Uh, They have a bunch of comic relief together, comic relief moments, especially the one inside of the bar. Um, But it's also really charming because at first Tom doesn't want anything to do with Sonic. His main point and purpose in the film is that he wants to leave Green Hills because it's become too small. He wants to feel like he really makes a difference in the police and and as a police officer. And him and his wife, Maddie, uh, sort of agree to move on. But Sonic, loving Green Hills, just can't understand why Tom would want to leave. So that leads to an initial clashing of heads in the beginning of the film. But they quickly have to put those things aside and work together in order to solve the uh, problem at hand, which is a giant uh, onslaught of egg robots from Dr. Evil Robotnik. Long story short, Sonic loses his rings, and the main purpose of their journey is to recover them from the tower in San Francisco so that Sonic can teleport himself to a new world and stop being pursued by the government. They have a really, there's a really great vast amount of comic bits in this film that I really enjoyed. Um, like I said, the bar scene was one of them. However, another really charming moment in this entire film is when Tom and Sonic uh, evade the initial, the first initial encounter with Dr. Eggman. Um, they have to evade his robots, and it's really funny how you see the robot is, keep getting destroyed, and then a smaller one takes its place and keeps pursuing. It's absolutely fantastic. It really portrays how a video game level would be in real life, and just the dynamic between, like I said, uh, Ben Schwartz and James Marsden is bar none fantastic. It's a lot of fun, so definitely check that scene out in the film. Uh, Towards the end of the film, you have Maddie and Tom kind of coming together to get Sonic to his rings, and eventually he gets to the top of the Seattle Tower, which again is reminiscent of one of the previous video game levels, And he and Robotnik have their final encounter, their final clash. Dr. Evil Robotnik analyzes one of Sonic's quills from earlier in the film and uses it to power up his machine to fight Sonic on equal playing playing fields. But honestly, it's not fast enough. Dr. Evil Robotnik is able to shoot at Sonic, eventually hitting him. And for what seems to be the end of his existence, uh, he gets thwarted by the collaboration of Tom and the village people. No, not that village people. You know which village people I'm talking about. So they work together. They stop Dr. Evil Robotnik and teleport him to a different dimension. Now, this different dimension is the one that is seen earlier in the film that contains nothing but mushrooms. Again, an homage to one of the video game levels from the franchise. Dr. Evil Robotnik is sent there and the townspeople, uh, they all accept Sonic as one of their own. And he finally finds the family that he thought he would never find or that he would never get. And that's pretty much it. Uh, Tom finds out through the journey that he doesn't need to move to a big city in order to feel like he makes a difference. He is very much appreciated where he is and his wife and him decide to stay 
and adopt Sonic as one of their own. And another really interesting note in this film is that Sonic's room in the beginning of the film when he's in the cave, I believe is reminiscent of the video game as well. Uh, so definitely let us know in the comment section below uh, if that's accurate. There's a, lot of real, there's a lot of really cool Easter eggs in the film. Like we said, there's a bunch of levels uh, from the video game that make their way into the movie. And you also have a really cool uh, end credit scene. Now, there's two of them. The first end credit scene is the introduction of another character in the video game series. And that character is Miles Tails Prower. He ends up showing up at the end of the film with, I believe, a walkie-talkie. And he says that he is locking onto Sonic's location. The introduction of Tails definitely shows that they're going to plan on introducing other characters in subsequent sequels. Um, and one I think that I would like to see in the sequel is the introduction of Knuckles the Echidna. Since you see the Echidna tribe's people attacking Sonic earlier in the film, it would be really cool to see him introduced as a villain at first, or maybe just an ally who is, you know, he joins forces with Sonic in order to take, uh, take on the return of Dr. Eggman. Which leads into the second post credit scene. You can see Jim Carrey's uh, Dr. Evil Robotnik in the Mushroom World. And this time, after his ship is destroyed, you can see him don the traditional mustache and costume that he has in the video game franchise. You see him throwing a rock onto the mushrooms and talking to himself, uh, essentially saying that he will return and that he will get his revenge on Sonic. And from there, that's the end of the film. Now, again, Sonic's runtime is pretty standard and doesn't have a lot of plot depth to it. However, in the end, it, uh, it's just overall really, really charming. The chemistry between the actors is fantastic. I would definitely love to see another sequel. And honestly, in terms of video game adaptation, it's winning the race. I think the only other video game adaptation I really enjoyed from the past was the first Silent Hill that came out in 2005. But that was so long ago that honestly, it's time for something else to take up the mantle. And I'm glad Sonic, an iconic character um, from our childhood, was was able to do that. So I would definitely like to see a sequel. Uh, if I could rate Sonic the Hedgehog, ATA would rate it uh, probably a six and a half, seven out of ten. Uh, truly a delight from start to finish, and I think that it can resonate with both uh, older and younger audiences alike. Uh, the sequels. I would love to see another one. I'm not sure how many they will make. I'm sure it'll depend on the success of a, of a sequel in the future. Uh, but I believe everything is set up quite nicely to push the plot forward. One of the things this film struggled with is just having to introduce everybody uh, in the first film. So you definitely have uh, a bit of a lollygagging stage in the beginning of the film where, you know, not much happens. You have to introduce these new characters. But once the action starts, it doesn't stop. Uh, I believe that's going to get fixed with a sequel. Now that these characters are introduced, you can definitely see, um, you know, a, a larger expansion of the video game universe in the films, which I'm sure is a the direction they're heading in and is definitely the direction I want to see them go in. So definitely I'd like to see them dive into Sonic's lore a bit more, uh, but I'm sure they will do that anyways. And just like that, um, that'll be it for our Sonic the Hedgehog review. Definitely let us know if you liked the film in the comments section below. And definitely let us know if you'd like to see a sequel in the future. Or just even what your, ratings, your rating for the film would be. Uh, you know, Were you a fan of the Sonic franchise growing up? 
uh, what was your initial impression of that trailer? If it was like mine, you didn't sleep well for a few days, but that's okay because the second trailer was absolutely fantastic. Definitely feel free to check out our content at malampictures.com. You can send us an email at malampictures at gmail.com. And you can definitely check out all of our other content, such as the After the Act uh, podcast full-length episodes that are released every Sunday. Uh, We will be releasing these in podcast form every Monday as well. And uh, definitely check out our other projects like the Magic Conch podcast and our Let's Plays on YouTube. We play various video games like Resident Evil, um, Super Bunny Man, Seven Days to Die, you name it, we'll play it. And if not, just let us know what you'd like to see from us in the future. Anyways, that'll do it for today. Thanks for joining us for our first ever video review. And uh, just like Sonic, we'll be heading out quickly here, but we'll definitely be back quickly as well. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you soon. Peace.